Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, people, and God. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, which invites you to know and show the welcoming heart of God. We all long for a life that matters, to give ourselves away for the next generation, to invest in things that will outlive us, and as my pastor said recently, to age intentionally and strategically. No matter what age we are, we are all growing older. There's no stopping that train. We want to grow something besides old. Thank you for joining me today at Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life. Hello, I'm so happy today to have my dear friend Mabel Pittman uh, talk to you with her wise words. She uh, was my pastor's wife uh, back when I was a teenager, I think. And I always admired Mabel so much. And we've gotten back in touch a lot, really, since my folks have gone to glory. She was good friends with my parents. And she's taken over praying for me and my four siblings and all of our many children. So that really keeps you busy, doesn't it, Mabel? (laughs) (laughs) So today, uh, Mabel, tell us a little bit about um, uh, your ministry and where you're living now and what's going on. And then we're going to ask you some questions about legacy. Well, my husband was a pastor for about 32 years or something like that. And uh, we were born, born, um, you know, uh, early enough that we got married when we were five years old. And we've been married <laughs> 60, <laughs> we've been married 63 years. Wow. Uh, after pastoring for all those years, one of those pastorates was the uh, church where you were, I think, in college, just beginning college. Okay. And we got so attached to your parents and to everything that was happening there. They became great prayer warriors of ours, no matter where we were. Mm-hmm. We ended up uh, being in Taiwan as missionaries, mm-hmm. second career, of course. Then uh, we were with Send International. We went on to Alaska with them. We were with them in Japan. The longest part of our ministry was living in Alaska, but we've been back and forth to Taiwan to fill several positions since then. And then we've been living in Colorado for the last few years. Um, uh, Part of our younger ministries, uh, my husband was the uh, uh, administration for the uh, director for this area in the Rocky Mountains. And uh, we have now become back into this area because we're acquainted with it mm-hmm. and we're loving it. <laughs> oh, so wonderful. Well, and, and we, are reti- we are retired. I was women's ministries director for several years for denomination. Uh-huh. And uh, that, that was really my basis for being out in the public and speaking and writing and mm. doing that sort of thing. So wonderful. And a wonderful piano player too. Um, uh, today we're talking about uh, making our lives count, and just by people hearing what you you and um, Pastor Ed have done all these years, we know that your lives have counted for so many people. But personally, um, when you talk, when we think about living a legacy life, what legacy do you want to pass down to those you know and love? Well, first of all, legacy is not something I am creating today. It's mm. the par- past parts of my life mm-hmm. continuing today that has built a legacy. Uh, So my main goal in passing down a legacy is to give a model for my descendants and others who are viewing my life, the model of a life with eternal values in view Mm -hmm. and a knowledge of the Savior, 
Uh, I love the admonition from Jeremiah in chapter 9. And this is what it is. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. And so I would like to give them an opportunity to, to boast about something. Mm-hmm. And I'm boasting today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's because of his, his wonderful grace and mercy for us that, that I do have the understanding to know him, that he is the Lord. And I want others to have that same legacy. Have you ever personally struggled with boasting, like in yourself or relying on yourself? Uh, relying on what now? Have you ever struggled with boasting in yourself or relying on yourself? Because that's such oh, a great yes. admonition. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So how oh, yes. do you I deal? How do you is... deal with that? <laughs> I think one of the uh, one of the uh, very sly little uh, should I say one of the slyness of Satan mm-hmm. <laughs> is to get us focused on what we're doing and be so excited about that we forget mm-hmm. who's doing it through us and also. I have found myself getting so involved in being so good at something without realizing it's I'm not doing it for him. He's doing it through me. And so that's one of the, I think that's a temptation for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Um, did you have to make any changes or choices or obstacles? Did you have to overcome to pass down this legacy of faith? Okay, uh, one of the things I'm doing right now in, in creating this, continuing this legacy is, is just creating, uh, the, to continue the practices that I created early on in life, to mm-hmm. stay in the Word daily, to learn all the new things I can learn about God each day, and, and also to be able to, um, to, to expect the same standards of myself that I'm expecting of those that I am supposed to be mentoring and so forth, which is something we sometimes fail to do. We mm-hmm. mention all the things they should do, but we don't do. And right. So I have, if I have an opportunity to advance, I try to make sure that it in no way deprives others. Uh, I try to pass the cultural and family traditions on to the next generation without giving them guilt trips for not doing it like we always did it. Right. And mm-hmm. so I am trying to keep that in mind and the value system to, to do. So the changes uh, I've had to make and the obstacles, uh, I, I already alluded to the desire. That I have to make sure I don't insist on oh. everything being the way we always did it. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think I've had to make major adjustments in what I consider modes of dressing for specific occasions. Like mm-hmm. we are right now in a tremendously different change of uh, styles and culture Mm -hmm. Uh, but I also also want to be aware of the improper attire or whatever I do Mm -hmm. that's outside the moral values of scripture Mm -hmm. and and I try to make those things that would enhance the inward beauty that we want others to know so when I get older as I'm getting older (laughs) I keep thinking of the things that are more important than what I once thought was the most important things, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, how I looked. We we don't stay the same as we get older, mm-hmm. and those like and then health issues. My husband's health issues has changed the way I have to do my scheduling. Mm-hmm. I don't speak as much. I don't have uh, 
the opportunity of leadership that I've had. But th- this is something that is a different chapter in my life. And mm-hmm. what I think, if I were going to say changing, I think to realize that the journey we have has different chapters in it. And each chapter does usually involves a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. When I went to a foreign field, for instance, I had to learn another language. Uh, I I wasn't proficient enough in it. Uh, when they ask us if we learn to speak Chinese and we learn to speak Japanese, we always say just enough to make them laugh. <laughs> but we had to, we had to change, and so I have taken that attitude toward changes in life. And I I really want the uh, people who are watching me and that I'm leaving this legacy for, I want them to know that you have to do perfect things, but you don't do them perfectly. Mm-hmm. And you also have to keep a lot of humor in the life when everything goes backward. It's almost like slipping on ice and and falling and, and hurting your behind and getting it, uh, getting it organized and <laughs> healed up in the next few days and go on about your business and mm-hmm. forget about the ones that you you. You fell on the ice. And so life is a little bit like that. Um, I have Meniere's disease that has caused me to change a lot of my habits. I, I don't hear as well as I did. And I have a bass echo that has ruined the music for me. Mm. And I am a musician. So I have had to, to learn to rejoice in the fact that I probably have enjoyed more music in one day. That some people have enjoyed in a year, in years of their life. So I want I want the younger ones to see that it is not the circumstances that we have that makes us joyful. It's actually our relationship with Jesus Christ and knowing that He's true to His promises and uh, the, the things He does are things we don't always understand. That and one of the things I think about change is I don't change other people. God mm. does. Oh, that's a good and one. I'm not God, so I don't demand the changes that I would like to have made. Mm-hmm. And I have to live with changes that I have not orchestrated. And in doing that, it makes me for a steady lifestyle, which has really been a joy for me. By steady, you mean like peace? You have more peace because you know you can't change another person? I have more mean? peace because my, my, uh, my entire peace does not rest upon whether I've it's me doing it or if it's God doing it, because if I give myself to the Lord, I know he's doing it. He never fails. Um, I think probably uh, changing in lifestyles, for instance, I always moved fast, always thought fast, always worked fast. And with this Meniere's disease, I get vertigo. Well, my son, my son says I had to learn to press the slow button that I did not know was there. (laughs) Now that, that, frustration that you usually experience from that I have found that when I stay in the word of God every day Mm -hmm. I'm seeking to trust him that he gives me a peace and when I'm frustrated and I look at him and say I need peace he gives it to me because Mm -hmm. he's there he's Mm -hmm. always there Mabel I want um, my audience to know a little bit of a personal thing about you Uh, you were a twin can you um, describe how that has affected your life and how you were born differently than your twin because people can't see you. And I have forgotten that you only have one arm, <laughs> but my audience doesn't know. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I was born with one arm and I, I'm referred to lovingly as the one arm bandit. So <laughs> I, 
And I probably have had, Sue, I have probably had more encouragement, more people invade my life with encouragement than probably anybody with two hands has had. So I probably have an advantage over everyone else in this area of not being able to change things and knowing that peace that God gives and knowing that he created us for a very special purpose. Yeah, and uh, that you play the twist, piano. Oh, yes, with my elbow, yes, my right elbow. And, my, mm-hmm. and this Meniere's disease has ruined my uh, hearing melodies. Most of the time, I don't hear them. Sometimes I do. Mm. And if I make a mistake, you're the only one that is, is in, in trouble because I don't hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I have learned that. But my twin was born two hours before I was, and she was a big, healthy, little, blonde baby. Mm-hmm. And I was born two hours later. I was not healthy. I was not expected to live. And I had this one arm. My mother was not expected to live. And we are probably were the most energetic in our family as we got older. Uh, And she passed away at 90 years old. So I don't think it hurt her too much. (laughs) But uh, but when when we got nine, when we became nine years old, we got a piano. And I discovered that I could play everything I heard on the radio. Now, we didn't have television, you remember. And I had teachers and people that encouraged me and taught me how I needed to do it. Not They didn't leave me to my own, uh, oh, I can do this, I can do that, which I really have that very, I'm very bent toward that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I have had help in, in that area of my life so that I think I've been able to see others as not being perfect, mm-hmm. at, but doing perfect things and i it's it's probably been one of the one of the greatest helps in my whole life actually mm, so wonderful well you sent me a recipe recently for double fudge brownies or triple fudge brownies i can't remember and they were delicious <laughs> yeah. the day i told you i was going to make them that night that afternoon i was walking our dog and she saw a cat and rammed me into the back of a parked car and so i thought oh i told and i could hardly move and i told um I told Mabel I was going to make, make her brownies, but I just can't because my shoulder hurts so much. And so I wrote you the next day, I go, Mabel, I told you I was going to make your brownies, but I didn't. And I kind of wanted to be honest with you that I haven't made them because uh, I only have one arm working. And you wrote back, I know how you feel. I've only had one arm working for 84 years. And then I remember. <laughs> I thought, oops. Yeah, well, you're used to it. And I think you've been an inspiration more than more than that, because you don't think about it. You don't think about you having one arm and people are surprised. I'm not surprised because I've known you for so long. But other people well, are. My, I'm, I'm sure you inspire them. My mother was a great one to leave me a legacy. She uh, told me that if I needed two hands, God would have given me t- two hands. And oh. so I needed to do everything there was to do. Mm. And she taught me how to do it. If I didn't think I could do it, she said, well, you mean you don't want to? So I said, later on, when I was in high school, I I got so tired of hearing that. I cried (laughs) and I said, isn't there anything I don't want to do? And she said, well, if you don't want to do it, say you don't want to, but don't say you can't. So I said, I don't want to. And she says, well, you have to do it anyway, because that's the way life is. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's a good legacy that you got from your mom. Don't you think? <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Yes. Now, is, mm-hmm. is, uh, you've already given so much wisdom for my audience and we need to close up now, but is there a favorite go-to meal or recipe for last minute guests that you want to share? With yes. Us? 
I will send you the one that I have. But let me tell you, you said what is a favorite go-to meal? Are yeah. you kidding? King Supers has great fried chicken, rotisserie <laughs> chicken. The there deli has salads. There no, we go. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I will send you a recipe for Viva La Chicken that I use. There are several recipes and I for Viva La Chicken, but I like this the best. Okay. I'll send it to you. Well, that yes. will be terrific. I wish we had more time and maybe I'll have you on again now that we know how to do this at your age and okay. my age. And uh, okay. give my love to your dear husband and we will talk again soon. Thank you so much, Mabel. Thank you. Okay, love bye you. Bye-bye. Until next time, think about your legacy the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.